Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Well, it was a business-like result at home versus West Ham. Are now fourth of these 4-0 shellackings, which should become a new record versus tough light in the Premier League. This is exactly what Klopp wanted to show, demonstrating intent, progress over the prior season. As we kick off the 1819 campaign, means our favorite Reds are back. And speaking of, we're back. Your talk on crew for the duration. We've missed you. And with any luck, you've missed us. I'm your host, Jeff Hallett, and I'm very fortunate to have with me everyone's favorite, Joey Vishny, who has forgotten more about Liverpool and the Cubs than many of us will ever know. So how are you, Joey? Hey, good to be back, man. It's been a little while. Good to talk to Reds again. No kidding. I feel like it's been for, well, I'd say forever, but maybe it's just been a fortnight. It feels like it was Kiev yesterday. So I was going to run through some headlines. We'll get into the match probably at a high level, then get into the individual performances and then finish off with our seat index because it's what we do. Why don't we start with the headlines, affectionately referred to as Hallett headlines. Let's just go with Hallett's headlines, baby. Here we go. Let's go with headlines. I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't start with Dejan Lovren. Little controversy erupts when the man comes back to camp. So Dejan Lovren returns to Liverpool late with mixed signals ranging from I'm ready to go again to debilitating pain in the World Cup, and the club's not really happy about it. Klopp's suggesting it could be a month or more until we see him on the pitch. And all of this, of course, pairs with news Raggy could leave Liverpool before the end of the month. So the Reds will listen to offers for the 32-year-old center back, but we'll always have Burnley away. Gomez moving over, Nathaniel Phillips showing well in preseason, and our favorite giraffe, Matip, still on the mend. Could we essentially start a garbage can next to Van Dyke in front of Allison and still win the league. Yeah, I mean, so even before Lovren had this stomach bug or whatever you want to call it, we are definitely a center back short, a starting center back short uh, for the squad. Lovren can do a job. Matip can do a job. I'd actually prefer Matip to start when he's healthy, but the problem is, is he's never healthy. Uh, but uh, the good showing was that that Big Joe had a, a pretty good game, which we'll get into a little bit later. But, I mean, we are putting a lot of pressure and we are depending a lot on such a young defender, uh, 21 years old. And for a defender, that's that's young. It seems like it might be younger for some other positions too, um, more so um, just because you, you have a lot more learning. You have to go through a lot more mistakes. You have to to get through and learn from. On this pod, we even said that we thought Joe Gomez should be starting a while ago, but you're still putting a lot of pressure pressure on uh, on a young guy and you know he's really he's been playing left back and right back for us um when he's not injured and and he is very injury prone as well um so this you know he doesn't have many starts at all at center back at least for the first team the the Lovren issue I'm I think a lot of anyone who's listened before kind of knows how I feel about him and think he shouldn't be starting for Liverpool um I've never been a huge fan um there are games where he looks excellent uh you know we've talked a lot about him and how he just doesn't have it between the years. He even admitted that the club were upset with him and he didn't necessarily tell them is, is what the rumor is. Um, but more so that we didn't buy another center back in the transfer window. So this wouldn't even be, uh, this, this would be an afterthought. It, it just, it's a little upsetting on that front. Yeah. As you say, you've got 
a pool of youngsters and Gomez, who is guaranteed an injury, knock on wood, every season it seems. Lovren, not the most healthy in Phillips. Youngster, who hasn't really had a lot of time in top flight. And then Matip, who's still not healthy. So, yeah, it is a huge mess that they didn't go in big. Yeah, Lachelle Tarkowski was also in there. I, I would just throw all the money in the world at uh, Koulibaly. And if, if you can't get him, I know he's a youngster, but just delete. I want delete. I know we've talked a lot about Jonathan Tan previous podcast. I wouldn't mind him either. Uh, but just we need to get someone of starting ilk. Um, and, and listen, Lovren and Matip are, you could say starting ilk, but I'm talking like cream of the crop. If we if we want to get better in every position, we we need another top quality center back. Maybe Klopp thinks he can develop it from the youth. Phillips may be that answer. I don't know. Gomez obviously put in a strong showing. So all of these pair with the next headline, which are some mixed rumors coming out of France, which seems to be our only signal these days where transfers are coming from because you got a pretty tight operation between Edwards Klopp. There's rumors for and against Rabio to sign on a pre-contract come January. Him next to Fabinho. It's a lot to like there, isn't it? Oh, I mean, I would love him here. We we mentioned him on a, a little while back on the pod. I know Ali and I have talked about him as well. Um, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be a great signing, especially I think it'd be on a free as well. Um, you know, he's, he's only 23 still. He's got a, a great left peg. I mean, he can just, he, he can completely control a game if he, if he wants to. Um, and him next to Fabinho with maybe Keita ahead of him would be amazing. I, I would be all in on, on Adrian Rabiot. Um, he also, he, you know, he, he's come out with some quotes, I believe, before saying how he was a Liverpool fan when he was younger. I know he came to a game at Anfield last season uh, and he was on social media about that. So I, I would definitely take Rabio, especially if it was on a free uh, 100%. And, you know, whether or not he would get into the starting 11, which I think he would. But if for whatever reason he didn't, it's amazing squad depth for someone who wants to come and be a part of this project now we don't know if the rumors are true but we do know he's a liverpool fan so if it is at all possible i would love to bring him in okay to finish off these headlines uh i'm instituting what we're calling the third year Mourinho watch i think our (laughs) supporters should enjoy this it's just us looking at what is prototypical in the Mourinho regime right you move into the third year just wheels start falling off the bus you've got their supporters up in arms about the negative football the lack of attacking intent ed woodward swinging and missing on bail boateng Harry Maguire, Alderweireld, uh, Mina. Varane, I think, was in there too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Management clearly not backing Mourinho. And after close to a half billion spent on players, who could argue with them? And then The Guardian just reporting that United is looking to install their first director of football. So <laughs> imagine how that's going to go down. It seems, Joey, the third year meltdown on track, isn't it? I mean, this would be amazing uh you know going into the season like there's there's no way right like sanchez is gonna bounce back he's gonna have a good year he had a poor showing last season lukaku will probably have another solid season um you know obviously okay we're talking about this one game into the season right and they already won um but in terms of just Mourinho antics i mean paul pogba came out and said that uh, he, he couldn't speak his mind or else he would get fined um so there's something clearly going on in in the locker room there in the dressing room between Mourinho and Pogba, or maybe even some more of the players, uh, a lot of egos in that locker room as well. Um, I mean, good lord, if this if this would happen, it would be 
unbelievable. You you expect him to figure it out. Um, even though I, I guess recent history would would prove me wrong on this point, you would you would think that he would be able to take control and and uh, get them to a, a decent finish this season, at least because they just have such a strong squad. So I know they didn't have the transfer window they wanted, but they still have a very very strong squad. So um, you know if they could somehow figure it out in there, um, I'd be a little bit worried about United just in terms of them grinding out results. Um, and, and that doesn't mean I think they'll finish above us, but you know, I, I obviously don't want to see them finish in the top four or win anything. So uh, I really hope that this, this unfolds and, and Mourinho just has another third year meltdown and, you know, God, wouldn't it be amazing if, if Paul Pogba just somehow left in January and then, you know, Martial is, is as we know, not happy with Mourinho. I mean, Good Lord, this would be just amazing. Yeah, and who do they downshift to from there? I don't know. They, what... they would have to invest in somebody who's in for the long-term project, 100%. United really yeah. want Zidane, but would Zidane go headfirst into that mess? I mean, I think it's the same problem with some of these vaunted targets, the big names they've been trying to pursue. That, that is, You're going to hear more of this week to week, but the, the meltdown will happen. It's just a matter of taking notes. All right, um, let's get into the match. 18 shots to West Ham's five, eight shots on goal for Liverpool to West Ham's two, 65% possession, and what a result. That we're just back into it. We're, we're right where we left off. Um, we're, we're on fire. Uh, Keita comes in and just fills that role perfectly. It's it's like, I feel like it's exactly like he played at Leipzig. Klopp was just, all right, let's, let's go. Go do your thing. Change the midfield. Everything's going to go through you. Um, I don't want to say I'm pleasantly surprised by Wijnaldum because I've been a huge Wijnaldum fan anywhere he plays on the pitch. And he just impressed again. Absolutely. Like, look, I want to say I'm, I'm surprised. I guess there's always that little, you know, inkling in the back of your mind. That's just like, Oh, you know, every other top six side wins, of course, Liverpool are going to lose one nil. But it, I think after this game, I got kind of those 13, 14 feelings where we, we used to go to the pub back in Southern California and we would just, expect to win every game we'd expect to score three or four goals and there's somewhat of that feeling right now going into the season is just that these guys are on fire and look Fabinho is not even in the squad yet uh, we have a lot of depth there's a lot of people or a lot of players that, that we can play like Shakiri looks uh, an amazing signing at 13 mil um, I think even even I was a fan of him but still even so I didn't expect him to yeah it's early days and you know, not much of a sample size, but him to come in and make the impression that he has so far. Uh, obviously, the amazing goal in the debut, but also just what he's doing in midfield right now, uh, and, and kind of that so so to speak number ten role. Um, it, it's amazing. So just loving that we're coming in and firing again, playing the way that Klopp wants to play. Uh, Press the shit, broke on the counter immediately, um, and it was amazing to watch. It was just a beautiful game. Yeah, I don't disagree on the Shakiri point. It's kind of funny. Addison talked about how he looked like he won a raffle <laughs> the way he was running. He was just like mental. One of the first things he did was kill uh, Salah's opportunity for a second. Obviously lively. He's very happy to be at the club. And I think he's going to play an important role going forward. Keita and Milner stood out. I mean, Keita quietly had one of the greatest games still betting into the team, which is the scary part. He's going to be the king of the hockey assists this year. The pass <laughs> it like when anyone gets an assist, I feel like Kate is going to have more passes to the assist the hockey assists than a lot, like pretty much any other player in the Premier League this season. I, I feel like he's just 
that catalyst from midfield who is just going to break forward and his vision is amazing and he's just going to look and pick out which option is the best whether whether or not he thinks that's for a goal whether or not he thinks that's for uh, someone who's available to cross it to the next person like we saw from the Robertson uh, assist um, to to Mo he is what a player he is he can do just a little bit of everything and so excited to see him and you know it's again it's with these new players it's obviously a small sample size in early days but he looks fit to wear the number eight doesn't he and his battery mate Milner was possessed talk about taking chances forward I know Klopp is going to manage his minutes similar to he did last year is one year older what we've been missing is that constant threat forward from the midfield so I don't want to say Milner necessarily proved me wrong because I've I've been a Milner fan. I, I haven't always wanted him starting. He's been better than expected. And I think that goes for everybody. I don't think anyone expected him to, first of all, lead the way that he has on the pitch, whether it's by, you know, actions or or how he verbally um, is, is a leader. James Milner gives us a lot. He's got the engine. We all know that. But he knows when to be in the right position. Like for that cross, he know he knew to, to just go to the back post. That that there might be a chance that that ball would get there. You can call it experience. I just I I think he's invaluable to us. He he played left back for a full season for us. The, the guy can just do whatever Klopp wants him to do, and he's defying age. Like the 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 guy is like a fine wine right now. While he may physically be getting a little bit slower, might not be able to jump as high as he used to. He has the experience with with Man City that he that he brought to us. I guess I just didn't expect him to do this in more of a central midfield role, and he, he's proved a lot of people wrong. Pleasantly surprised by James Milner. That, just keep him away from left back, and he's fine, right? I mean, he can even do a job there. I know we got two guys who can do a better one, but I, I swear, if you put him at center back, he'd he'd get through the game. You know, you know, we're gonna have injuries. It's gonna happen. Uh, so to be able to have players like Milner in the squad who can fill a number of positions. I mean, he played right wing at Man City. We'll get into the individual performances. We go back to front. I wanted to spend a second on what did we see from West Ham, if anything. Pellegrini played a high line, suffered as a result of it versus Liverpool, of course. Were they okay? Uh, Do you think they're fighting relegation this year? It's it's hard to learn much from uh, you know any team after one game, but... They got a lot of good signings. I thought I thought West Ham had a really good window. Felipe Anderson looks a player. I thought he actually had a pretty decent game against us. Maybe he lost the ball a couple of times. He's got a quick burst of pace. I'm not. I can't say I'm a fan of any of their team, um, but I do like watching the Premier League, and I will be watching more games, more West Ham games this season than I I think I have ever. Some of that has to do with Arnautovic. I think he's. I don't know why I love him. I love that I love crazy players. I think he's a nut job and I love him. And I also think he's very, very talented and he's gifted. And that touch that he had for that chance that he got on his left foot was sublime. The first and then the second one down uh, was, was just unbelievable. Uh, he, he's never afraid going up against any center back, any wing back, um, any fullback. He's, he's, I, I like him. They're, they're an interesting side. You know, they didn't play well against us. The Fabianski pickup was big. He had a couple good saves. They have Zabalette on the bench, an experienced player. Diop, you would think, would get some minutes. I think they could break the top 10 this year if they have the season that they should. They got they have an experienced manager who came in and, and won the league with City. Well, speaking of positive energy, there's a little bit as it concerns Liverpool. So why don't we go through it? Individual performances kind of go back to front, starting with Allison. So I'll just open up the bidding here. 
he had one ball wrong that I saw, essentially cleared it to the back line, lost it, <laughs> had a hand up. Whoops, sorry about that. He was great with the ball at his feet, was passing. Long balls were two actual players. It was wonderful to see that. What did you think, Joey? There is just something about having him in net, though. You just feel a lot more calm. When he has the ball at his feet, there's going to be moments the season where he has mistakes with the ball at his feet. It's going to happen, especially with how much he's going to have the ball at his feet and what, what Klopp is asking from him. But anytime anyone passes it back to him, you're never scared. His distribution is phenomenal. It's it's amazing. I think he had a ball to Salah or something, uh, I think in the early minutes of the game, and it, it almost looked like it was only just five yards off the ground the whole time and just fizzed it past like four or five players right to him. And it's just like, I haven't seen that in a while. It's so happy to have him back there. Robertson and Trent, uh, obviously Robertson with the assist on the first goal, just textbook clop, not even a, a eyelash offside. It was just perfect. Uh, Trent obviously had his positive and negative moments beginning with his crosses out of bounds. I mean, it's clear that he had rust left over from world cup. Hasn't had enough, enough time in training. Lot to like Joey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Trent, so, so Trent, as far as Trent goes, he's, he's just getting back into it. Uh, he, he, he didn't really play any meaningful games at all at the World Cup, um, so he's not getting. Any, he hasn't had any game time for a little while. Uh, obviously, you know, there's Robertson, Roberts, but Robertson has been training uh, with the first team for a while longer than Trent has. Um, Trent, he did, he did have a couple of misplaced crosses in there. Very unlike him, his delivery is usually excellent. Uh, that's just shaking the rust off. Not worried about him at all. As far as Robbo goes, like I'm obviously biased, but. God damn, this guy's just going to keep getting better and better and better. And I, he's the best left back in the league. He just is. I know Mendy had an excellent game, had two assists. Luke Shaw might actually be able to turn it on this season. Chilwell on on Leicester is an excellent young left back. I think he's only like 21 years old. But my God, Robbo. Van Dyke, for anybody watching, it was just an automatic. I mean, it felt like he was still on the pitch at the final. I mean, his leadership is so evident. You could see him just shouting instructions left, right, and center. Gomez, I thought, tracked Arnautovic pretty well, except for that one time Ogbana caught Arnautovic drifting off of him a little bit. Yeah. He recovered well to force the shot wide. Anyone, as I say, next to Van Dyke is going to look... I mean, good Lord, the guy. Just what a rock. What an absolute rock. I know Jamie Redknapp said he was the best defender in the world, you know, after seeing him have that performance. Like you said, the leadership he brings even just giving Mane an earful right there to stand stop the fucking cross like what are you doing you're, you're you're getting back you're tracking back you're on your man step closer block the cross so I don't have to deal with everything he makes the entire back line and when we're talking about Trent and we're talking about Gomez a lot of it is because of this guy I mean he has really made that big of a difference and people were going crazy when we bought him for the price we did yes it was an insane amount he's worth every penny He's worth every penny of it, and uh, I'm just so glad that we have that big guy back there because he he is the rock. He he stabilizes everything for us. Uh, I thought Joe Gomez had a really good showing. Um, I've been a big Joe Gomez fan for a while now. Very excited to see him. Um, I don't want to talk too much about Joe because that was his first, I think, solid big game, important game for us um, as a center back. So uh, I, I want to maybe assess it after five, six more games and really see how he's doing. Obviously, Van Dyke's going to make him better. But, I mean, the hope is, obviously, is that that 
Joe just keeps performing and, and just stays in the team. And then that is the center back pairing for the foreseeable future. Hopefully Joe doesn't get injured um, or anyone, obviously, but you know, he has a bit of a history with that. So very, very happy if, if that back five is the back five for the rest of the season, if that's the case, I'm, I'm definitely okay with it. Uh, Joe will make mistakes. He will learn and grow. Same with Trent as they are young. Um, loved it. Love the back five again, would not be upset barring us signing a center back in January, perhaps. And obviously we'll talk much, much later about that and, and how the team is looking by then. But right now for the foreseeable future, I love this back five. So moving a little bit further at the park, actually moving this time. <laughs> so into the midfield. So this is where the Keita worship begins. I think the first iteration of Klopp's rebuilt midfield. I mean, yes, you had Milner in there. Yes, you had Wijnaldum. But it just felt different, didn't it? You had Keita dribbling at defenders and part of every key pass, that progression from Trent to him to Rabo over to Salah for the first goal. I mean, just magnificent. And you know that this is just the beginning of Keita. I mean, he's just getting comfortable on the side. You didn't see as much of his now defense, defensively. You didn't see as much dribbling as you might. Uh, and, you know, he's still forming his comfort with the front three, his midfield, and, of course, the back line. So, but so much to like, just even in the early going, Joey. Oh, he's class. He's he's absolute class. Um, this is why we waited so long to get him. This is why Klopp said, no, I don't want anybody else. This is my, my guy. This is who I want running the show in the midfield. He is, I mean, <laughs> you notice him. You notice him throughout the entire game on the pitch he can do everything the guy can do everything and um i mean he is going to be an absolute catalyst for us um he's just I, there's so many things you could say about him there's so many more things we're going to say about him throughout the season and the upcoming games especially i think but he's you know we were talking about on previous pods last season uh, I guess, all right, so when all fit, and it wasn't all the time last season, we admit that, but there were certain times where at least, you know, maybe four out of, I think five I'm about to name were fit. So it's like uh, Emre, Hendo, Wijnaldum, Lalana, um, and who am I, Milner, and I think I'm, I might be missing one, but basically those five guys, we would always be like, all right, which three are you going to choose from? Any three can be playing on a given day. Um this, uh, you know, this guy is just, you throw him in there. You're like, if, if he's not starting, you're wondering what's going on. Right. Uh, he is a dead cert every single time. 100% will be starting in our midfield no matter what, if he's fit all the time. And and that's because of his class and that's because the player he is. I mean, he, he has a little bit of the Oxlade Chamberlain, obviously a lot better, I, I think personally than Oxlade, but what we missed from, from, Chambo taking the ball from midfield and moving it forward, taking on a couple guys. Um, as we saw from, from Ox last season, he was pretty much one of the only guys that would do that for us, especially since we lost Coutinho would be to be able to beat a couple players and, and, and move the, the, the ball on from midfield. And, and Keita does that constantly and consistently. He had what the second most dribbles or something, uh, from a midfield position in, in the Bundesliga last season, um, or two seasons ago that the guy is just, He's class. We're going to see it all. I don't know if we're going to get the same guy we had at last season's Leipzig, where he was a bit of a wild card and he would get a, a couple reds here and there. 
uh, super aggressive. I, you know, maybe it's a new environment. Maybe Klopp's giving him some different direction. Um, maybe he was just a little frustrated last year. But what we've seen so far is just, I mean, how can you not be excited knowing that he's going to get even better? Well, when you know a certain player is leaving your league and is as publicly leaving the league as he did, of course, defenders were targeting. You would expect that. I think he's not one to back down and he's one to give one back. And yeah, new league right club, right opportunity, playing the exact same role that he was playing for Leipzig. Like there's so many parts of his game that we're going to see unlocked week to week. So be really exciting to watch. Genie. So you put him in the six. I was expecting Fabinho. I was kind of shocked to see Genie in that role, but back to Klopp and his experience and knowing what notes to hit in an opener when he needs to show progress. I mean, there's just so much visually, but he he went with Genie in the six and he was everything that you expect a good genie would to be in a big game, right? He, he was monster on the ball, did well to distribute, was unlucky on that one ball. Keita to Mane kind of dribbled through the legs and tried to bend it into the left corner. Could have had a goal. So it seemed like he really built on his preseason progress. The good thing and the bad thing about Genie Wijnaldum is he doesn't have a position. So he's very versatile, but he's never nailed down and been like elite at one position. Klopp's played him in a bunch of different ones. I swear we played him at center back. Brighton? I don't exactly remember who it was against, but it was it was crazy. We played him at center back one game. Um, I love Genie. I, I absolutely love Genie Wijnaldum. I think goes unnoticed a lot of the time. I think Brunish calls him ghosts sometimes. You know, for good reason occasionally, but especially, you know, this preseason. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's like... A, Klopp trusts him at the six. He trusts him at the eight. He might even trust him as a 10. Like Genie used to play the on the wing. He's played the number 10 as well. He, he's played a bunch of different positions. I kind of wanted to see him as more of a box-to-box midfielder, but we know Kate is going to be filling that position. And we know we can play the six actually pretty damn well. You know, the, the guy's just his ball control is amazing. He can shield the player off. He can get the ball and give it really quickly. Um, very smart player. Breaks things up well. Uh, can tackle. He's got a little bit of everything in him too. Um, but I want to see him getting forward a little bit. Uh, in preseason when he had that goal, that was the run coming from midfield. You got it. He might not be crazy uh, creative. He, he might not have the vision that some other players do uh, in the final third. Um, so, you know, you might not – I understand why people might not want him at the 10, but the guy's got an eye for goal. He can finish um, – Again, it hurts him and it helps him being so versatile. Um, you know, he, he doesn't he hasn't locked down that position. He can play re- in a lot of different ones. So I'm curious to see where Klopp plays him. If uh, you know, you'd think that Fabinho will start obviously, um, and if Wijnaldum were to start, then he would play in that attacking midfielder role, which which would be exciting to see because um, you, you think Fabinho and uh, uh, you think Fabinho and Henderson will have the holding midfield role, and then maybe it's like a Keita Wijnaldum, like Ox when he's healthy, supposedly, and then ahead of him, you could have, there's just, there's so many, and the squad depth is amazing now, but bottom line is that um, Keita, or uh, Wijnaldum can play anywhere that Klopp wants him to play, and he does, he does the job in that position. Sometimes to have really good games, sometimes he might not, he might go unnoticed, but I, I don't think he's had many, like, brutal games. Like he doesn't have a lot of crazy mistakes and you just, you got to love the guy. You got to love when you just have someone on the team 
who's a Swiss army knife and can just do whatever Klopp wants him to do. We have a couple of those guys. It's great to have. Yeah. You mentioned Keita almost by mistake, but Keita changes so much in that midfield, right? Is he dribbles? He played wing for us too, for like the last 20 minutes, like left wing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But as he's driving towards defenders, of course he's drawing defenders away. So it creates opportunities for when all them for obviously Salah Mane. So I think that's number one, how you saw when all them, you know, seeing joy getting to the back of the net in preseason, I think you're going to see the exact same thing this year. So the more prominent Kate is on the ball, the more it creates opportunity for others. And that includes him. So it, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if Fabinho plays Keita plays that definitely frees Wijnaldum up a lot more to get forward. Yep. So why don't we uh, spend the remaining minutes we have? Uh, we've got remaining minutes. We I don't know if we're in stoppage time, but uh, let's uh, <laughs> try to clean up with our amazing front three because they deserve to be talked about. Uh, so, Mane, at least in terms of the attack, man of the match for me, like just amazing. Uh, the king of off balance work. So <laughs> whether it was, I mean, Milner and his off balance work to get him the ball. And his finish, just masterful. Uh, I, th- I thought Salah honestly had some rust still. I mean, he's still blistering fast. And, you know, the interplay between he, Mane, and, uh, and Firmino up top is, you know, world class. Bobby, I thought, was, you know, typical Bobby. You know, the overhead kick in the second minute, I was so hoping someone would be in front of goal. Yeah. So a lot to love as always, but what stood out to you, Joy? I mean, I, I guess what stood out to me because I expected Firmino to do what he did. Uh, I expect um, Salah to, to score. Um, he might not even be the main guy this season. And that's and that was the, I guess, somewhat, I don't want to say surprising because we all know the class and the skill that, Mane has and how good of a player this guy is he is outstanding he he had an impression on the entire world that was watching in the Madrid game uh in, in the Champions League final he he wants to get on the ball Mane does he he wants to have all these touches he wants to have an influence on the game that's the difference kind of between him and Salah Salah might let the game come to him um Salah puts himself in amazing situations to score he is a great finisher he's going to have a lot of goals for us again this year absolutely love him the little bit of a difference between him and Mane that just the casual fan will notice is that Mane wants to be on the ball he he wants to to be the guy to have an influence on the game and I think he showed it um he's just such an immense player hopefully this is the a little bit of uh, the new number 10 Mane where he has a little bit more of an influence on the game you know he he does play on the left wing but he also comes in and drops into midfield a lot and, and has an impression on the game. There was uh, a, a moment in the game um, that was amazing. I think it was like, I think it was just a simple ball from like Robbo or something to Mane. Mane turns really quickly, has a step over in front of that player, fake pass, then gives it to Salah who has his cross deflected. And that ends up leading to the Robbo cross that leads to Milner at the back post and then to the Mane goal again. So like Mane has an influence on the very beginning of the play, then gets himself into the box to finish the playoff. I mean, the guy is just unreal. You could you could talk about each one of these front players for for hours, just what they bring to this team. Uh, we haven't even talked about Sturridge, um, who oh, we will. came on and... Don't you, you know, worry. Um, so 
it's why don't we go right into it? You're there. Yeah. So we get to we're I think we're the second week into we're back in with Danny. Like I was there with the special needs dude in Michigan. I'm there with the goal return in preseason, although we're not supposed to fall in love over that with Danny, with where he is, his maturity, I'm in. And you know, two seconds or twenty seconds, which which of those two you want to believe? He scored awful damn fast. Two seconds with the ball in play, yeah, on the corner. I mean, it, the thing is, is people are like, oh, I don't want to fall in love with Sturridge again. I don't want to do this. Dude, it never left me. I, I absolutely fucking love <laughs> Sturridge. Everybody knows that. Um, I mean, there's, there's something to be said, and I know some people don't want to hear it, and some people don't, don't believe in it, but there's something to be said about a locker room presence, about uh, having veteran guys, about having – um, leadership, a little bit of glue to help uh, make the team stick together. And he has that. He, you know, he went away to West Brom and he's like, ah, oh, God damn, I, I don't want to deal with this shit. I don't, I don't care if I'm not the player that I used to be. I don't, I don't care if I'm starting right now. I mean, I'm sure he does, but in, in terms of having the aspirations to still play for a big club and come back for Liverpool. It's like, I would rather be here. I'd rather be involved somehow in these games. I, maybe he he's of the mindset of, I want to prove myself. I want to get some games. I want to come back healthy and fit. I want to have a good, you know, last year of my contract under Liverpool. Um, and, and if, if we get a healthy surge this year, Oh God, I mean, just unbelievable that it, it storage to me is the reason why we would be able to have a run at the title this year. I think Um, he has to have some crucial goals for us. Uh, I think in order to to have the season that we want to have, because we've been needing that depth. We've been needing, we've been crying out for kind of that striker. We know Salah can come middle. We know we just signed Shakiri who can maybe play as a pseudo nine, but we, we don't have that, that finisher that we're all craving that the old Daniel Sturridge, and you see when he gets on the pitch, I mean, he still has it. The, the guy just finds how to be in the right spot at the right time. Y- you know, if, if the ball falls in the middle of the box to someone's foot, I mean, he's on the top two, three players on the team that I want on the end of it right away. Um, I, I love Sturridge. It never left. Long may his health continue for the team. You expect him, unfortunately, to get injured somewhere throughout the season. But my Lord, I mean, if, if Sturridge is fit, the, uh, going back into the, the general theme of the squad depth, um, for a lot about what we're going to be talking this season, it, it would be absolutely immense. Yeah, and I, I will cry my eyes out if, if and when he ends up injured. Let's, you heard it. I, I just knocked on wood. I will continue knocking on wood, <laughs> week in week out. I want to see more of thirteen fourteen, Danny. We saw it over the weekend. We'll see it again. Let's so. hope. I mean, he doesn't have that that step of pace that he used to. He knows that he, he actually drops back a little bit more in midfield now. Tries to have more of an influence on the game. That ball he had to Moreno in preseason, that like 55, 60 yard bomb right to Moreno's foot. I mean, he has class just beyond finishing. The guy has really good vision. He can make an impression in the game. Um, he's a footballer, and and I, I want him in the team. Um, whether he's starting or not, I want him to be a part of this team this year for sure. Finishing off, Klopp, it needs to be said. Lot, lots to respect. I mean, he got his 11 right. His midfield, his reshaped midfield worked out. He's deferred to all of his experienced guys in the opener to actually you know, produce a result this year. What do you think? Look, we all love Klopp. 
there are certain managers who adjust their game plans to who they're playing. Uh, you know, you would think every manager to some extent would, but there's some managers like Klopp, like Pep, like Sari, who, who are going to stick with their system. They're going to run it their way. They want to win their way no matter what. He's going to be balls to the wall. This is who Klopp is. He's going to play heavy metal football. We're going to press the shit out of the other team. We're going to try and score as quick as we can. That's how he play. That's how he's going to continue to play. Um, so in terms of his tactics, you know, you might be looking for small changes week to week, but you generally know how Liverpool are going to play. And, you know, that is important. It is important to have an identity to, to know how you play, um, especially when it's uh, stylistically and aesthetically pleasing. Um, so love that about him. Uh, occasionally you'd have some small complaints about him last season with the subs that he's made. I, I like him now that we have squad depth. It's hard to kind of be upset with the subs. I guess it's more of the timing now of, of when they come in. But, you know, you have Sturge, Curry come on. Can't complain with that. Um, the only gripe or it's – it's uh, I don't say it's naive because um, I'm not, like, believing in, in anything specific. But if, if you believe that Klopp does have kind of the, the control on which signings come in, and he has been back – by FSG. He, he just has. I, I believe there were funds there. We know there were more funds there because he tried to sign Fakir um, for 50 million plus. So you know those are there. Those funds are there. I'm a bit surprised that he didn't go get a, another center back um, or didn't go after one. Uh, at least, you know, we don't know if he did. Uh, it's been a little more uh, like uh, kept under the rug um, in terms of transfers. Uh, this this uh, with, with all the drama that's been going on. But the, that's kind of when we're in this position when City have added Mares and didn't lose anybody and are just flying. I felt like there was, you know, we didn't get Fekir okay, but there was still another area of the team that we needed to address, which was center back. And good lord, hopefully Joe Gomez comes good and that that will paper over the cracks or maybe not even paper over the cracks, solve a long term issue. But I think it was clear we need another center back and, and that might be the only thing in terms of of complaints, I guess I have with Klopp. I mean, yeah, the pro- bottom line is the guy's got to win too. I mean, you, you say all you want um, about him getting to finals and creating a great journey for us because he does do that, but he's got to win something this year, especially with being backed uh, the way that he has been and his record in, in his past, what is it, six, seven finals. Um, you, you just, you can't argue against it. Um, whether it was his fault or not, whether he's the underdog or not in most of these games going up against bigger squads such as Madrid and Bayern uh, and City, he's he's got to win something this year. And so I think there will be some some fans, a good amount of fans, that if after the season, even if it's a top, top four finish but with no trophy, I think there might be something to be said. But for now, um, I don't want to think about that. I just want to think about the next game. Sure. Um, and and just be happy that we have this guy because a guy who can give a double wank on the sidelines um, and everyone love it. It's just it's, I knew that was great. coming out. It's great. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> listen, love him. Uh, you know, if, if he wins something, that's a lot of pressure off him. That's a lot of pressure off the club to get some silverware. Pressure off FSG. Pressure off everybody. So yeah, let's just hope he can get some silverware this year. Yep. Okay, so that completes the individual performances, the match itself, and then, of course, the much-vaunted seat index. So what brought us out of our seats? What got us sinking back in that chair? And everybody's familiar with it. 
I'm going to start with mine. Um, my positive, Salah's response to that kid jumping on the pitch. Yeah, good call. I mean, Ronaldo wouldn't react like that. <laughs> We've seen it. I don't think any any elite player would react like that, but that's that's Salah. I mean, it's just quintessential him. And we, I maintain, we have the nicest, kindest front three that's also lethal is in the world. And my only negative, it's that Huddersfield and, and the Wolves didn't finish the job. Like Huddersfield yeah. just looked dreadful, right? At home in an opener. Wolves, I mean, they outclassed Everton, ultimately drew. Joey, yours? Uh, God, there's so many positives. I, I can't believe it's this positive of a, of a personality you're seeing out of me right now. But um, I know there's a lot. There's like Sturridge is such a great story. Having Allison back there. Milner's a great story. Um, it, it comes down to two different ones for me. I, I love Shakiri and I want to go with him just because he's a weirdo and I can't wait to see what he's what he's had. But I think that'll be a future one. I think for right now, my my biggest positive index is, is Joe Gomez and just so happy Big that he got a game at center back. I mean, I've, uh, we've been asking for it for so long. We've been wanting to see him next to Van Dyke. We we need to see him get in. The fact that Lovren had this stomach issue gave not necessarily a reason for Klopp to start him because especially because Lovren came back late due to the world cup maybe that was another reason but it's not like um you know with Matip injured it's it, it's not like uh there's there's any um drama in the squad it's like it's not like oh he's picking joe as joe gomez over uh Lovren and Matip. um you wouldn't think he would even so maybe the fact that he has to play him or now get at center back gives us a chance to see him and see what he can do and God, man, I, Joe Gomez and Van Dyke, I would love to see that become a partnership because they're both just units out there who are good with the ball at their feet. Joe Gomez is good with the ball at his feet. He's calm. He's this. I'm hoping to see the player that we all want to see in Joe Gomez and what he's been hyped up to be. So yep. um, that would be my positive. See you next. My negative, Trent didn't have the best day. Uh, Fabinho had a knock, so he didn't play, so that sucked. I would like to see him, but I guess it would go to the – the other top six clubs up or supposed top six uh, this year, top six from last year who, who won United won, even though they played like shit. Um, you have uh, Spurs who got a two, one victory. I think was it over Newcastle? Um, uh, Arsenal did lose to, to city, but I mean, obviously one of those was going to get some points. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't so mind a choices. draw there. You just yeah, saying rivals uh, in general. Just no, in general, just the, the the top six clubs. Chelsea got a win. Uh, they they got a three zero win again. Uh, you know, a Sarri's first game uh, in charge. So, kind of a in a way a, a shitty start of the season for Liverpool even before they kicked off, and and that kind of got you in the negative mindset of uh, like I had mentioned earlier, like oh okay, this is going to be a one 0 win from West Ham, but. After this game, I'm telling you, and going forward, hopefully it continues because I do feel, again, those 13-14 vibes. Like Liverpool, Ooh. whoever they go against, they're, they're just going to win the game. We're, we're going to cut it off there. I mean, you've got positive Joey. I don't want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's just done. count our we're wins, done. be done with it. Thank you for joining. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Your Talk On crew is back. We put the finishing touch on this match. And you know, as we always say, long may it continue for the rest of the campaign and through the champions league. Joey, uh, where can the folks find you on the Twitter? Jay Vishny is, is on Twitter. J V I S H N Y also at talk on FP. Make sure you figure that out. And also want to give a quick shout out 
you guys need to start following Ali on Twitter. It's Ali G underscore FP. He's throwing out some great stats after each game. Go check out the stats thread that he has on Liverpool versus West Ham. Um, he, uh, we all hate Ali, but he's good for a couple of things, and and this is one of them. So, um, Caitlin, she's great, great girl, but uh, Ali, you know, he's yeah. whatever. At least he can he can put up some good stats for us on Twitter. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. He can return my call. How about that? Um, <laughs> little dig. Thank you again, all for joining, Joey for joining, and. Until next time, talk on. Talk on, talk on. Talk on, talk on.